Hey guys, welcome to Soul Cleanse. If you are craving something that you don't even know what you're feeling anymore, if you're craving a shift in your life, in your mind, in your body, this is where you're supposed to be. You were brought here for a reason. You were brought here to understand your patterns, to move through things, to shift things in your life, and to really learn the tools to bring you into your highest potential of who you are meant to be. Let's dive into all the uncomfortable conversations and the gifts that are going to bring you closer to you. Hello, hello. Welcome, Soul Divers. So good to be here with you guys. It's so good. I've been having just the most amazing conversations this, this week. So today I'm bringing you um, a new episode with um, a fantastic guest. And I'm super new to this. I'm super new to Psyche, but I just am. I always love when I have different healing modalities that I get introduced to, that I get to experience, that I'm like, what is that? Like, I want to, I want to know a little bit more about it because I always, I really thrive for the best for you guys, for myself, for me to be able to give this out into the world, for people have, for people to have different options out here. So we are diving into Psyche today. Super new to this. Um, she, Valentina is just this magnetic human, uh, full of energy. She's a little spicy burst of bubble of all the things and um super um knowledgeable on what she does and i'm just uh, it's been such an honor to be uh you know to cross paths with her so i'm excited i'm so grateful for her valentina for you to come on to share your energy for me to receive from you i'm just in awe of your presence completely and can't wait to share you guys with her like she's just just an amazing um human so we're gonna dive into psyche and this will not be the the last time that hear from her too so she'll be she'll be back on so just wanted to kind of give you a heads up on that and um let's dive into all uh, psyche and all the other things that we talk about here so uh guys just know that there are so many healing modalities out there and some of them you will kind of question. And I think that that's a good thing when we have like this question of like curiosity of saying, huh, I'm not really sure, but try to take away from like, you know, that, that, that phrase, like don't knock it till you try it and really, really, um, honor the manner, manner. Um, oh my gosh, that, marination that it will bring you like when you actually get curious on something that's actually might be an invitation for you for something that's going to open up within yourself even more even more so soul divers humans so grateful always for you to be here and i can't wait to share her and um her love her beam and um her beaming light, all the things. So let's dive in to Valentina. 
Hello, hello. Welcome, Soul Divers. I'm super, super pumped to be on to this today, to be on to this already feeling jitters of excitement. I have an incredible, incredible guest with me today that's actually in my place. I haven't had a guest over and I don't actually remember the last time that I've done an interview like too long, too long, too long. So um, she is does so many things and I want to introduce her as just an incredible soul that I've came across that's came into a point in my life right now that's been a uh, pretty drastic and just humbling. I've been brought in all different ways. So to have a special, special guest like in my home is just like a humbling thing. So I'm so grateful to, for you to be here. We're going to dive into Psyche. I'm so new to this and this is, and I've been experiencing it too. So I'm excited as fuck to <laughs> <laughs> to dive in, to, to dive into this. So um I'm gonna have you do an introduction on yourself and then we're gonna go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, hello, soul divers. I love that. My name is Valentina. Um, I'm a big personality, just FYI. <laughs> so just yeah. be warned, this is your claimer. Um, or disclaimer, I should say. But Okay, so I'm going to introduce myself. I'm going to give a little bit of background on my back, my background. Please. So <clears throat> I have two degrees in psychology, one in psychology and one in biomedical sciences, um, both with a focus on neurology, neuroscience, kind of neuropsychology and fascinated by the brain. Um, and so I kind of started delving that way in, ironically, hopes to understand myself more, mm -hmm. right? Because I feel like we all have that moment in our life where we're like, hey, I'm different. Like, yeah. no matter how similar I am to all these people and how I relate, like, I'm different. And a lot of the time, if we don't understand that, it can become a crutch rather than the foundation that we can kind of rise from. And I was like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to see what's, what's here, what's behind this, like, what's the operating system, what's the science. And I have both a very intuitive nature and a very analytical nature. And so this was the way that kind of like I was able to intuitively feel there was more information to be known and analytically be able to receive that information in a way that felt sure. And, and I felt confident in, right. Yeah. And so I really delved into that. Um, I have a background in teaching. I taught all like the laboratory sections at UCF, the University of Santa Clara. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> um, for anatomy. And I did a lot of like quantitative biological methods, a lot of clinical neurology, neuro, just anything that you can kind of imagine. I was fortunate enough to have my hands on and a whole bunch of research projects. Um, I worked with the Burnett School of Biomedical Sciences at UCF and they're kind of research projects and PIs, and they were great and fascinating. So I really was lucky enough to have a lot of analytical and quantitative experience and hands-on involvement with a lot of like the way that we do research. How do we ask research questions? How do we go about an, an investigative process? Like mm -hmm. how do we gather information? What is already out there? And um, it helped me a lot, a lot, a lot to be able to really come into the full force of my intuitive nature and being able to kind of wrap it around that analytical understanding to marry science and spirit in a way that like you totally get that vibe thank you, you. <laughs> yeah. thank you I think it's what I was born to do so <laughs> um and so with that I kind of had really my pro projective whatever idea back then was to go to medical school and to go into like surgical was really calling my name and all this stuff and 
I, when you go into that process, you have to do a lot of shadowing, a lot of involvement within the medical field, just because it's very competitive to get into medical schools and all this stuff. And you have to show number one dedication and number two, that you understand what it is that you're going into because it is a lifelong commitment. Right. And so for medical schools, just as much as for medical students, it's, it's an investment in a person. So they're invest, they're saying, we're picking you and we're banking on you to be a health taker from here on out. Right. And so there's this kind of like pre-compromise that needs to happen where you show I'm interested. This isn't just a phase. I understand what it is that I'm getting into. And I like that for the rest of my life kind of thing. I was very, very lucky to be able to work within that field a lot especially in surgical. So surgical ortho, general surgery. Um, I was able to work as a scribe, which is kind of the most hands-on experience you can get as a student before you go into medical school and stuff. And I did that for a really long time. Um, And as I was working at the surgical office, I realized that all these practitioners, all the people that are there have the most heartfelt intentions to help in the best way that they can. And they do. However, the patients would leave with a way to treat a symptom or an immediate fix that was necessary for acute care, but there was no ability for them to receive or achieve kind of like curing the the root cause of their disease, right? So it would just continue to come up and over and over and over again. And that kind of was very disheartening to me. And so I wanted to go into a place of like, okay, like how do we even get there? So my research kind of nature really came in. How do we get to a place where we can ask the questions that lead us to hopefully helping somebody with the root cause of their disease or their illness. And that's how I got into quantum physics. And I, yeah, I went down that rabbit hole and just like bioenergetics and I was introduced to Bruce Lipton and that's how I arrived at Psych K Um, because it was kind of the marriage between the explanation or the background, right? It was something that I had to delve in much deeper on my own, but the background between how energy is the fundamental principle of life and how as human beings and bioenergetic organisms, we utilize energy and our system utilizes energy. And sometimes when there's a psyche kind of process Mm -hmm. that isn't fully processed, then your organism as a survival instinct is trying to bring it to your attention and it uses disease in many ways, whether it's mental, whether it's spiritual, whether it's physical, whatever the case may be, it's trying to help you. And because we don't know how to work with our systems, We either neglect it, we go against it, or we fight it. And then that kind of propagates the issue over and over and over again. And that's how we end up in a system where we can only treat treat symptoms and acute care, right? Because the medical system is the excellent system for acute care. But when it comes to preventative issues and wellness and just like the holistic seeing of a human being for what they're meant to be, right? Not just what we're accustomed to humans having the capability of being. It just, it's not fair to be able to put all of that weight onto one system that does fantastic for what it's meant to, but it wasn't meant to uphold all else, right? And so it doesn't have the infrastructure to do that. And I think that it's, it's a bad damn time. (laughs) It's a bad damn time that the system come along that can hold the entire human being in all of its glory and magnificence and just full expression of humanity. Yeah. And that's how I got to Psyche. So Psyche, do you want to go into kind of what it is or do you want to? Okay, perfect. (laughs) I want to ask you uh, too. uh, So before you got into this, three words to describe yourself emotionally, who you were then compared to who you are now. Okay. Mm, Emotionally stunted, 
overwhelmed and misunderstood. Huh. I feel, yeah. Because I, I I mean, I have a lot of emotion. I'm, we're all emotional beings, right? Like we're yeah. all energetic beings and that's all that emotion is, is energy and emotion. But I didn't have an allowance for myself to know that that was okay or to know that that was safe or to process them even. Not because they were harmful to me, but because I didn't have the protocol to mm-hmm. go through and, and process an emotion or release it or let it go. And it was this unknown force that would come in and, and affect me and influence my life and my perspective and the way that I was operating and then either dissipate or stay or, you know, and there was nothing to do with it. And so I felt very much so like my only option was to just say, shut it down, just shut it down, shut it down, shut it down. And it, that kind of became the only thing that I thought was working. Little did I know. (laughs) Um, that it was just like a buildup, you know, and, yeah. and it was my path to have it happen that way because it built up the momentum to really kind of like for me to come into it, all of it and know that it's safe and beautiful and like this wonderful thing. But it did, it did become a thing that if I couldn't analytically rationalize it or reason through it, it was too threatening for me to even look at. And so I turned my back to it. And that was a lot of kind of, I think the way that my system was like, this is, this is not who you are. And made it mm. urgent enough for me to be able to find the things that I did to now stand where I am. When did that door knock? Oh man, that door's been knocking since I was born. <laughs> 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 Took me a while. Um, but I think the door started knocking in, in its truest essence quite young. I would say um, my teen years, I just felt this really deep need to understand myself, mm-hmm. understand others, gather the tools to do so. And really, I feel like there's this thing in society nowadays where we see each other, but we don't see no. yeah, each other. completely. And that was always so evident to me and so obvious. And it was so disheartening. And it the, just something in me was like, this is not mm-hmm. it. Like, this is incorrect. And so I found kind of like a happenstance by being able to be open and vulnerable with friends or allowing the space for them to feel that they could the magic that just was birthed there and the magic to me is like seeing a person come into who they are like turn around look at their shadow and see that all that that is is light that had just been unseen before you know and like for them to feel that and have it be a visceral experience and like not only see it accept it but like embrace and love and appreciate that part of themselves Mm -hmm. like to be like damn that's me like I'm checking myself out and I look good, you know, yeah. but like on, on a core level. Yeah. And that to me, that feeling is magic. It's, it it's is. actually it is pure magic, magic and I'm addicted to it. It's a good thing to be yeah, addicted right? to. Yes. <laughs> and so from there, I just kind of happenstance. I was very, I've had a lot of leadership roles. And so like I was a leader in my community growing up. I was, I was raised Catholic. And so in, in my church, oh, me too. yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I was, I was raised Catholic and in my church, I became a peer minister and like was really loving. Wow. Yeah. Like the, and it was for me, the, the leadership wasn't so much about like, oh my God, I'm so important. It was more about like, I have the, like it was earned obviously. So mm-hmm. like with my earning of this position, I've gained the credibility of the people to know that like, I'm here to help and support. So it wasn't something that it was like every instance was like a whole building of rapport. It was like, yeah all in one guys like I'm here to back you up I'm here to support you whatever you need like this is the space come tell me we can talk about it we can resolve it and go from there 
And so <clears throat> through that, I kind of felt that, that deep calling. And it wasn't until I think college and I, in college, I was kind of really fine tuning all of my analytical skills, I think. Um, and I love that part of me. And for a real long time, it was like the only thing that I knew how to operate on. Um, and I, I mean, I'm excellent at it, but also I knew that I was disregarding a huge aspect of myself and I, you know, was really good about being like, I don't know what that is. And I did know what that was. <laughs> and so I think the, the first permission slip I gave myself was going into my psychology major mm. and just being like, this is more than just an interest. This is more than just a minor. This is more than just a couple of courses. Like this is, this is a whole world that I do want to explore. Like I want to see what makes humans tick and, and what makes them operate the way that they do. And it just felt very intuitive to me. Like it was something that I was like picking up like no other. And I was like, okay, well, like it's not putting any burden on my other studies yeah. because it is coming so intuitively to me. So like, I'm going to delve deep into it. And I did. And I loved it. And I continued to love my biomedical aspect, right? Like it's, it wasn't ever a thing of like, oh, this more than that. It was mm -hmm. always like a, how can I marry these two very important parts of myself? Because rejecting one over the other would feel just as wrong. Um, and so after college and when it was kind of time for, for going into the medical school application process, which is, that is a ceremony in and of itself, uh, um, is when I really had to kind of come, come to terms and come to myself and I was going through emotionally and personally a, a dark time mm. um, because I had repressed so much of myself for so long that it was it was really starting to reflect in the outer world. And how long ago? That was three years ago, three and a half years oh. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and so I really had to kind of be like, you know what? Personally, I'm not doing well. Individually, as like me myself my relationship with self like there isn't one and the one thing that I had defined myself by my entire life which was my intelligence or my like being able to be academically you know extraordinary or whatever the case may be like is no longer fulfilling to me in a sense that is going to to be able to be sustainable for the rest of my life it's just not and not only that but this aspect that I'm going into like all that I see is people needing help and people wanting to help and yeah. there being something in the middle of that Right. And so that's when I really felt the knock, like for real, for real. And I was like, okay, you know, you have an intuitive side, you know, you have an analytical side and you've been perfecting that since you were in school. You know what I mean? It's time to now accept mm -hmm. this aspect of you that you've been disregarding and marry them. And I think for me, psyche was such a beautiful thing because when you did that yeah like when you had that moment like mm -hmm. what was that process like where you have did you have it on like were you crying or the oh man it was it, just were you talking oh, to anybody like what was the whole like build up where you're just like Ugh. it was a lot of isolation okay it was a lot of caretaking for others mm -hmm. and complete abandonment of my my self-care um because that there's that innate drive in me to like provide a safe space for others that's just, it's part of who I am. It's not something that I can help, nor do I want to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but also that space has to be extended to me as well, from me to me. And it hadn't been at all. And so it was a lot of like feeling isolated, feeling shut down. And I was going through, like, I would, I would go to work, I would come home and I would just sleep, like kind of almost depressive episodes mm -hmm. where just nothing would be fulfilling. And I kind of had a moment where I was starting to get kind of like really sick. Like I, I, it was a lot of stuff and 
being of a psych background and i was like this is probably psychosomatic like i'm probably making stuff up and like it's a beautiful thing to have but a double-edged sword when it comes to me and i started going to the doctor because i was like hey like i'm having all these things i'm not being able to like really get a a harness on it and we ran tests like nothing everything was good everything but i felt like um like I was dying. Like I really mm. remember lying in my bed one day and it was like after work and it was dark and gloomy and the whole, you know, nine yards of existential crisis. And I really was like, I'm, I'm dying. Like I'm dying alive. And it was, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to like die physically, but it was, I think like my soul just being yeah. like, the light is literally about to just, the candle's about to flicker out, you know, like you really got to yeah. do something about this. Yeah. And to me, that almost felt, I've never been afraid of death. That's never been a thing that has troubled me. Not really. Um, don't know why. Maybe I'm just, <laughs> I think there's just more to the other side. Hmm. But um, but the being here in physical existence and not having that connection to my soul, to my heart, to my beingness. Yes. That was the epitome of what I could imagine hell to be right and it wasn't like oh burning flames and uh it was it was just desolation and aloneness and and this dark space that you don't have a light in right and so that really hit me and I had this crazy experience where I was like I again my analytical mind like all this stuff and I had never really like I'd known the neurological benefits of meditation and like all this stuff. But to me, that still was very non-tangible. Mm-hmm. So I definitely had an aversion to it. Um, and I was like, I mean, I guess, you know, like might as well. And so I did, I think it was like a guided meditation or something. And I remember I thought that I was, I, I mean, it was vivid. Like it was a vivid experience. I'm sure that like all of the factors that needed to line up did line up synchronistically. Mm-hmm. But it was a super vivid experience. I was having like kind of visions and stuff. And I was like, okay, that was, but I just, I was like, and again, my now rational brain was like, you probably were falling asleep. Like it was like <laughs> a waking dream or whatever, you know? Yeah. But it was like intense. And whether it was a waking dream or whatever you want to call it, like it was intense enough to shake me up. And I thought I'd been meditating for like 30 minutes, 40 minutes. And it was, it'd been a four hour kind of type wow. deal. Yeah. No, it was intense. And so I was like, okay, this is something. And after that, I remember feeling like so clearly, and it was obviously like any states that we go into like that are yeah. filtered through your subconscious mind. So it's really only reference points that like you would understand. But the the main aspect of it was like this imprisonment that I kept myself in and then just like being able to like break free of it and like what would be on the other side and didn't understand it, couldn't make sense of it, but I just knew how it felt. And for a really long time, I hadn't allowed myself to feel much of anything. Right. And so it's kind of that quote where it's not making a choice is still making a choice and choosing to not feel something mm-hmm. or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's still a feeling that like you're going to feel empty. And I think for me in that moment it was like feeling what feeling, whether it was intense sorrow or pain or relief or happiness or whatever was that craving that I'd been having to like feel again. And so I was like, okay, I'm doing it. And from there on out, it was like the next day I woke up a different person. I had energy. I like was able to like do stuff. I had this, like, I've never been super disciplined and very adjustable. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it was this like, and I needed that in that moment. Like that was not the moment to be free flowing. (laughs) That was the moment to be like, Hey, we're going to do this, this, this. And I did. And I stuck with it and it was crazy empowering. And then 
as always, there's ups and downs. And then a while after that, I felt I was like, oh, this is going to be me forever lit. And then it wasn't. And I didn't necessarily know how to handle that. So that's when I was like, okay, I know what's on the polar end of the darkness. I know what it feels like to be on the polar end of light, right? And now it's up to me to self-regulate and be in a place where I can be both, hold both and adjust to all at all times. So like, I'm going to have to learn a new skill set. And it felt like going into like physical therapy and rehab and like learning to walk again. Mm. And that's, that's where Psyche came in. Cause I was like, okay, I need to work with my system. And that became kind of like the motto is like, work with your system. Like it's your system for a reason. Don't work against it. It's never going to work for you. Like identify what your system looks like and work with it. Like go with the green of the wood. And I was like, okay, I'm analytical. I need her proof. That's just, I'm not going to shame myself about it. I just need it. Right. Yeah. And thus I went through kind of like the neurological aspects and then found Dr. Bruce Lipton, which then I found Psyche. Incredible human. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> um, and then I found Psyche, and Psyche was, for me, the perfect marriage of the two aspects of me that I'd always been kind of looking to bridge over. Yeah. And it's something that, like, to this day, I've been doing it for a while now. And, like, to this day, I still find new ways in which it marries over. And sometimes I have to seek for those ways, and sometimes they come to me. Mm -hmm. But there's times where I'm getting, like, real hyperpolarized into my intuitive side. And then I start feeling, like, my conscious mind being like, hey, hey, if we're a team, I got to be part of this, you know? Mm -hmm. And then sometimes I go super analytical, and my intuition is like, hey, hey. If we're going to be a team, I got to be a yeah. part of this, you know? Yes. And it's something, it's it's always going to be a finding a balance, but that's what we have balances for. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And there's so many things I want to, I want to chat with you. Yeah. I feel like we'll probably have like part two, part three, Perfect. part Perfect. I'm here for it. Um, I want to ask too, because I mean, I, you just started doing it. So I want to share like a little bit before we dive into okay. it, because I heard from it from a friend okay, she's okay. like you probably should do this because you do all the other things you're yeah. into all these yeah. things and I was like what is this yeah and I love when I get curious like with some sort of healing modality mm-hmm. like I get super interested in that so um and then I was brought to you and then the experience itself I was like I'm not really sure if this is really working mm-hmm. like I was like there's no way that yeah, there's analytical. something yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I've been I need- there <laughs> I need to trust me. (laughs) I need, I need proof. Right. I was even like that when I got into network spinal analysis, because they would do like these gentle touches on the spine. And I was like, is this Reiki? They're like, no. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to stop judging. I need to actually go into the experience and experience it myself to be curious, to see what happens. And, um, and that's been in my life since over 12 years. Yeah. It's changed everything. So I always get super excited when something else comes uh, long and then when I did my sessions like with you which have been incredible I mean your energy is incredible you're very intuitive like when you show up yeah. like you can feel your presence like and you can feel your passion mm. I can feel that yeah and it's, it's such a beautiful thing to experience thank you welcome <laughs> um and then when I went when I went to the first session I was like I, I don't I, I like her she's very good <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't feel like she would bullshit me yeah, yeah. I don't think that she would um, you're, cause you're so knowledgeable and how you were explaining things. And I remember even like after doing this, cause we did this virtually, right. Um, the next day I was like, if I can actually, cause, um, let me just say too, I've been sharing like a little bit on there is, you know, been, ex- you know, this, right, right. but I want to say that to them is, uh, been experiencing high anxiety and panic attacks for almost two months 
now. So I'm doing a lot of research and all these different modalities to try mm-hmm. to figure that out. So then when I had my session with you, I was like, if I can actually go the next day and like do my whole fucking day and now have like no anxiety, that would be like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I remember I woke up and I'm like, okay, feel okay? Okay. Yeah. And I'm like driving and I'm like, feel good. Like it was like an interesting kind of like outer body kind of curious gratitude that I was feeling. I was like, interesting. So then I was intrigued. Yeah. Like I was like, don't, because my mind was like, well, let me search for everything to yeah. like figure out why this is horse shit. And I'm like, totally. you gotta go. Like, <laughs> this is not a healthy I'm thing. Nap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I, then it just, just from there, it just kind of rapid. So anytime like I see you, there's always some sort of something that's that's happening. So I wanted to share like my experience because I'm super new to it and I'm still so curious. Yeah. On that too, but um, like how. Like, how would you describe you, who you are today in okay. three emotional words from um, Psyche? Hmm. I am open. Mm-hmm. I am willing. And I am open a open. student. Oh. Yeah. Different from the other. Totally. Part. Totally. Yeah. I feel like I'm open to, to that aspect of me, to my emotions, to knowing that like I am an energetic being and emotion will be an emotion. You know what I mean? I'm willing to not just accept that, but like jump in there and be with that emotion, sit with it and like, be like, who are you? Why are you here? Like Mm. why, you know? And then a student, because every emotion is a teacher. It's whether or not you want to learn the lesson that it's going to give you, you know, whatever it is that you need in that moment. And that's, that's a big thing that I kind of had to come to terms with recently, which is like, just to kind of side stuff here and then we can kind of yeah. put a pin in it um a lot of the work that I do is different because of the aspects that I bring together right so like a lot of NLP for people who don't know that it's neuro-linguistic programming so like a lot of linguistics mm-hmm. is very important to me a lot of the the knowledge that I have about how the brain works right so like for example that voice that you were like let me yeah. find the evidence like yeah. that could be correlated to your default mode network which like people most people don't walk around with like an encyclopedia of neurobiology they're like I have a brain and it works and I work with it. Right. Right. But they don't understand that every aspect that's kind of going down. And so with that, um, I think I really came to, I was really still trying to, to over, I was like, Oh, this is the, this part of me. And this is, and it was like, cool. Identify. Perfect. Yeah. But a lot of it always is going to boil down to love over fear. Like that's just the universal principle that we work on. You can stay in fear, which is, you know, that as a biological organism, like that's hardwired into you, period, end of story. But the only thing that can trump that is like you knowing that you're more than that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And like having love for the organism that is like allowing you to, to have this human experience and like understand it. And I think when I came to that, to that point, I really sat down and I was like, okay, like my fear is not my enemy. My fear is just the, the messenger that like a lesson is here to be taught. And it's up to me to accept that or not, right? So if I can come to the table, like if you're learning anything from anyone, you're not going to come to the table and be like, get the F out of here. Like, you're just not. If you're really, like, if you know that this is for your best and highest good, you're going to come and whether it's scary or not, you're going to come to the table with respect, with honor, and with like this, this feeling of like, I'm, I'm here to engage with you, right? And that's a huge thing that like Psyche has. And shout out to my instructor, Robin, <laughs> who really kind Robin. of like makes, makes it a point that like a lot of people will be like, oh, I'm going to do this on you. Right. And like, we have that mm-hmm. again, linguistics or everything, because we're in a society where it's like, um, 
you know, like, I'm going to work on you. I'll do this on you or with you or to you or whatever. And it's, it's not like psyches do with process. And I've really taken that into me and how I operate. And I was like, okay, well, like fear is also going to have to be a do with process. Any lesson I learned is not like you teach me. Yeah. You do that to me. Yeah. And I accept to you, like, it's a, it's a dance. So like, first I got to turn around and see who you are. We're going to dance. You got to meet your dance partner. And then you have to be open and willing to see what it is that they have to tell you. And like, maybe you don't know how to do that dance step, but this is your chance to learn. Right. And it's like, whatever, again, energy and like really the quantum aspect of it all has really, really, really helped me. Energy treats you the way you treat it. So if you approach fear with kindness, with respect and honor, and you say, hey, this is where I'm at. I'm scared. This is not fun for me. But I know that this is for a reason. And I know that you're here to teach me a lesson. And I'm, I want to be kind. And I don't want to make this a hostile environment for you to teach in. It'll reciprocate. Like the Mm -hmm. lesson will be there and it might be hard, but it's not going to be a suffering thing. You know what I mean? Like you will be held and you will feel supported. You always are, but you'll be able to attune into that kindness that it's offering you. And that makes all the difference. So beautifully put. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad my life crisis has come out in poetry. (laughs) They always do. So fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, gosh. Okay. So how like what is psyche okay perfect psyche so just to uphold kind of the integrity of psyche which is a tool um i'm gonna go ahead and reference the the official materials just because i want to be able to kind of honor that so i'm gonna read a little bit and then i i can explain more about it so the mission of psyche and for psyche facilitators is to assist with the transformation of subconscious beliefs and programming Although wonderful and profound results are commonly experienced with psyche predicting exactly what will happen after a balance is difficult or even impossible and promising a particular outcome may be potentially, you know, disappointing or there might be a lot of confusion around it. So what we do is we help as facilitators, we create a space um, that is sacred Mm -hmm. for whoever's coming in. So in our languaging, the person kind of with the psyche experience is called the facilitator and then the person coming into the space is called the partner right and that kind of yeah. ties into the do with process it's not like i'm not doing it to you like you're coming in as a partner and we're going to do this together um so the space and the kind of idea of it all is creating a container of isumatok isumatok is to me like oh my god the <laughs> word of my life um and it was introduced by Rob Williams into the Psyche container. He's the founder of Psyche. And it's a Native American um, word. I may be messing that up. It's like, it's some sort of indigenous kind mm-hmm. of culture. And it's the sacred space where divine with wi- divine wisdom can mm-hmm. be revealed, <laughs> right? So you're just the holder of that sacred space. And Rob is really cute. I love him. And he will reference this as to being the hollow bone, right? So like, and a lot of ancient practices and stuff it was a lot of divination you needed this hollow bone to kind of be able to deliver a message or or hold that space for the message to be delivered yeah and so that's basically as psyche facilitators what we aim and strive to do is hold that container in that container um partners come in and they have a chance to be safe be sacred and allow kind of that sacred wisdom that is already within them to come to the forefront mm-hmm. and help in whatever way is happening so that's kind of the more 
intuitive definition, the more heartfelt emotions analytically. Um, mm-hmm. So psyche, what it does is that it allows people to come into a whole brain state about a situation, whether it be emotional, physical, um, spiritual, anything that has to do with the psyche, right? And psyche, my definition for psyche is uh, pertaining to human spirit, mind, body, soul, right? Right. And so what I do is I use my background in psychology and neurobiology and neuroscience to help people identify, understand, Mm -hmm. and work with their innate systems, right? Because you're here as you for a reason. And in doing so, we're able to kind of go through and whatever is coming up for you, we can do a balance process. So what the balance process does is we identify what you're experiencing, Mm -hmm. which is usually undesired or else it wouldn't be a trigger. And then we go into a change process, which is a balancing process. And then on the other end, you kind of are able to adapt to or install the vibration of the desired outcome. Mm. So basically what Psyche is, in the human mind, you have three aspects to it. So you have the conscious mind, which is what we're doing right here. And the conscious mind is really, and I can go into like brain waves and the whole <laughs> thing, but like, I'm going to keep it abridged for now. Um Conscious mind is right here. When you're interacting consciously, like what you're aware of, what you're focusing on, all that thing, that's about 5%. Mm. 5 to 15 max, depending on the scientific study. And so that whole myth where people are like, you only use 10% of your brain. Incorrect. You're using 100% of your brain. You're aware of mm. 5 to 15%, depending on the study. Um, wow. The rest of it is your subconscious. And so your subconscious is primarily developed between gestation, right? And the age of seven, which is you're in an alpha brainwave state that mm-hmm. entire time. So you're taking in information because as a biological being, you're trying to understand how the people around you that have survived to maturity did so, right? And so that you can take that in and do that yourself. And that's why modeling and a lot of triggers or patterns or whatever will come from childhood is because that's the time where we were just taking everything in. Like mm-hmm. we didn't have a filter at all. And your subconscious it, your brain is a beautiful thing. It is the most advanced technology that we have, right? Or that yeah. I'm going to be bold and say exists in this specific <laughs> pocket of reality. Um, and it helps. And so like it realizes, okay, this like event A caused effect B and led to mm-hmm. outcome C, mm-hmm. right? If it's desirable, it'll keep it. And if it's undesirable, it'll flag it. Okay. Yeah. And then, but it'll flag it in a big way. It's not like when someone's like, oh, highlight. It's like that person who in all caps and like red highlighter is like, nah. and so it kind of, because it's for your own protection. But the thing is, you're working with the perception that you had from gestation to seven. So if you perceive anything as threatening or dangerous, you're going to react to it in the same way that you did back then, because that's mm. just the patterning that you know, your brain is very efficient in the way that it learns to do one thing. It it applies it to as many things as possible so that you don't have to expend extra energy creating more and more patterns. That's beautiful. And it can also be detrimental if it's a pattern that you established in a in a sense of disservicement future. Right. Yeah. So in that moment, totally like survival mechanism, AF, 100 percent As an adult, you know, like you don't operate the same way that you do when you were five or six or seven. That would be incredibly limiting to you now. Like you would feel like, what the F? Like, I don't want nap time. I don't want to be taken to this place where I can't get out of. Like, 
I don't, I want to pick my own food. Right. And so if you're operating under that set of patternings, of course, you're going to feel limited growing up. And all this happens outside of your conscious awareness. So like, you don't even know what you don't know that you don't know. Right. Mm -hmm. But you're being influenced and impacted by it. And you feel that, and that's not something that you can dismiss or disregard. It will affect you. And so thus your body starts creating disease in some type of way, right? Disease doesn't have to be a medical diagnosed condition. It could be anxiety. It could be just a feeling unfulfilled or whatever, any kind of disease, your body, your human experience is designed to be an easeful experience, like something good, fun, enjoyable. And anytime that you're out of that, it's because your body, your organism is trying to call your attention so that you can do something about it. And that's the power that we have of sovereign beings, right? Mm-hmm. So Psyche, what it does is within the, the balancing processes, whenever we have a triggering experience, so these patterns are made because let's say- You can use me too. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so let's say you as a little girl loved singing. Oh mm-hmm. my God. Just the joy of your life. It yeah. was what you did, right? And so your mom, dad, whoever had a long day at work, mm-hmm. just S- h-i-t <laughs> like real just not okay and came home and like it wasn't that it wasn't you you were loved they love you you're their child but they just had a shit day of work yeah and came home and they're like i'm not effing having this mm-hmm. i'm just not yeah and you're singing at the top of your lungs because like lizzie mcguire is what's in and they're like shut up your voice is so annoying and it's just uh, an instinctive yeah. thing yes as a five-year-old six-year-old you're like oh, oh. Mm-hmm. my voice is annoying and it yes. causes the people that I care and love about to distance themselves from me. And mm-hmm. it's, it's a lack of approval, which at that age is a, a pretty possible lack of survival, right? Like that's yeah. what evolutionary biology tells us. And so in your brain, immediately, it goes, oh, this was incorrect. So like anything associated to voice, mm. let's just shut it down. It's not even this Liz McGuire song that you were rocking. It's not the volume of my voice. It's your voice. Shut it down period in the story <clears throat> and so then this child becomes shy and doesn't want to interact with the world and maybe they do but they don't really express themselves and then they build this resentment that yeah. they're, like they're not seen or heard and they don't know that it's something that they're continuously propagating because of an experience that they had so what happens is in that experience as a child when they were like oh oh danger um the, so you have two hemispheres right your left mm-hmm. and your right they have different components but they're meant to work together at all times like you're meant to have them both online people are like i'm right brain i'm left brain like yes there's a dominance right that we are attuned to but like you have two the Mm -hmm. body makes no mistakes like biology doesn't make mistakes in that evolutionary sense you're supposed to have access to both imagine like you being like i'm right legged or left leg like you have two and you can only use one at a time that makes no sense and your brain kind of like because there was so much coming into you and says of emotion or stress or whatever shuts down one of those hemispheres right and so like you can feel emotion right you can whenever you sing or you use your voice you can feel emotion because let's say your right brain is still like up and going but your left brain is like "Mm, analytically i can't control the situation i can't analyze how Mm -hmm. this goes so i must not partake in this because i don't have all angles covered yeah and it goes vice versa and so whenever you have a trigger or a moment of stress so that's what's called like a stress response is your brain being like oh like a part mm-hmm. of your brain asking me like no i'm not gonna play because it's dangerous right like we can't be together right now because like bad things could happen 
And so what we do with Psyche is we identify whatever that stress response is being triggered by. And then we identify what it is that you want to experience, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. then we go into a process which has a lot of neurological components and kind of a lot to it yeah. um, that works with all of those. And so then what it does is it brings you into a whole brain state about that aspect, right? So that it lets you know, okay, my voice singing, whatever, you go into the, the change process or the balance is what we call it. And then you come, both hemispheres come online regarding that topic. And so now you can use your, let's say your left brain was the one that shut down as a left brain being activated. You're like, okay, I'm an adult. I need to use my, like you can reason through a lot and the emotion that you're feeling Mm. about it is then contextualized. And as an adult, you're like, I got this. Yeah. Might be scary, but I can do it. Right. Because when you have context around something, you have everything. Right. Mm Because if let's say that right now there's smoke in the house and you're like, okay, there's a fire, but like, you're not being able to identify where it's coming from, how it started, like the context around it. Yeah. You're just like, okay, uh, uh, I'm going to die. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to be burned alive. Right. Mm-hmm. But when you see where it's going, you're like, okay, I can grab the fire hydrant and go here and turn it off. You can rationalize and yeah. help yourself through it. And that's the empowered state or the empowerment state of mind where it's like, it doesn't stop the emotions from coming. That's who you are as a biological being, but it does give you the the footing to stand on, to be like, hear you let's do something about it not i hear you and i'm victim pray to you because we're not mm. but because your brain is in online you don't know that and mm. so that's kind of what the psyche process does is help people come into a whole brain state about undesirable limiting beliefs constricting actions behavioral patterns that are self-defeating or self-sabotaging like anything that a person may do that they're not even aware of mm-hmm. you know mm. changes that how do um how many sessions does it take this where you start to see entirely dependent it could be the first session or it could be the third there's always going to be a change that happens right because what we do with psyche is like your sub it's your subconscious programming let's say it's like the coding of your life yeah psyche is like getting the keyboard to it and being able to type in hit save and then the program is kind of rerun right and so the way that the program runs you'll have to see how it unfolds but that there was a change and the coding was changed, it was changed. Like there's no if, answer, buts about that. And so what we do to confirm that is use applied kinesiology, right? An aspect of applied kinesiology, which is working with the, the body, brain, mind connection um, so that the partner can themselves see, right? And access and communicate with their subconscious. Because if we don't know what we don't know, you're like, how are we going to know what we don't know? Well, your subconscious knows and your subconscious is ready to speak to you. But it just takes like a certain dictionary let's say mm-hmm. um or a tool of communication to do so and mm. with applied kinesiology and muscle testing we do have that and so we get to to kind of confirm we get to see what the subconscious believes does it hold true to that now does it not what other changes need to take place like that kind of thing so it's like you have no idea how like when you unfold like you're like it could be one session it could be five ten it just depends on right. how layered exactly it is and it depends where the person wants to go to like some people are like my life is a shit show, but I really only want to change that I like get stressed during this particular thing. Don't give a fuck about anything else. It's mm-hmm. like, as a sovereign being, that is your prerogative. Yeah. Okay. That's all you want to change. That's all you want to change. Never does that, or I'm not going to say never. Seldom does that ever yes. happen because most people who do think that way, once that initial thing 
gets mm-hmm. kind of changed it it kind of unlocks the box of like it's safe to see there because a lot of people will be in that mentality when they feel like disempowered truly they're like i can do nothing about it so why even look at it and when they see that they are empowered when they have one change through psyche let's say and they see the effects of that unfolding in their life they're like oh shit i can do something about this and something their brain goes yeah so now it's safe to bring something else up Mm -hmm. and like your system will always do again like the reason you still hold these patterns is for your safety so it'll never give you something you can't really handle ever and so it'll bring up it's a good reminder yeah whatever it is no truthfully um whatever it is that you can handle and it may feel like uh, or it may feel like oh hey kind of this is kind of curious like this is this came up you know it could be whatever and it's all system dependent and everyone's system it's like your fingerprint like no one's is the same are there similarities and differences and ways that you kind of correlate or interact yeah but like you are you and no one else is you and nobody else has your energy system and so you have to know how to what it is what it functions like how to work with it right because if you process emotion let's say in a rip it off band-aid kind of way you are like i'm not here to take any bullshit like i just want to know what the fuck is wrong and mm-hmm. just do it yeah thing. And someone else processes emotion in a way that is like, they need to talk, they need to process because they never yeah. had that growing up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they're like, hey, go do this thing. And like, it's just, but the other person might go do it. And it might be a horrific thing for them. Right. So it's like, you are the only one who can know your system. You are the only one with the responsibility to know your system. Mm-hmm. But because we've never, like, that's not a thing that we know. We don't know that, oh, I have this system. I should learn how to work with it right it's like giving a three-year-old a laptop they're like i guess i'll push buttons until something happens (laughs) right right and that's how everybody has kind of grown up and and that's just what's known yeah but it's like if you have this ultimate computer like wouldn't you want to be able to go through the tutorials to understand how it works and what you can do with it absolutely and so that's what psyche offers can you do groups or is it always just one-on-one um so groups in what sense like how you were working with me right. can you do that in a group setting um can it be done okay like so let's say if everybody was like oh i totally want to work through anxiety right like i have major anxiety is right. that something that you can do so yes and, and. no <laughs> so yes and no so there's um when you're working with a partner usually it, it is a one-on-one mm-hmm. thing so like it's not like i could sit here and be like everybody's working through anxiety do this this is like yeah no um, and everybody's system is different. So like some people might be like, anxiety is this to me or anxiety triggers this to yes. me. So it's like, it's like doing like a group surgery. Like you would never just be like, line them all up. I'm going right. to pull seven splings right now. Right. Like, right. you know, you'd, you'd be careful and you'd be like, okay, I have to do this. And it's, it's right. a whole process that you kind of have to be with someone through. And even when you, let's say like, are doing it with yourself, you know, kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, you're still doing it with yourself. Like it's no less than you were doing it with a partner right and that's that's been something that i've had to really it's a relationship yeah you have to have exactly right because either way like it's easy for us as sensory beings to Mm -hmm. be like oh if i don't see it it's not there but like your subconscious is and like your subconscious is a part of you but it is its its own entity in its own right Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like the same way that your arm is a part of you but like it's still an arm it's got its personality its definition like it's yeah. defined by this aspect it's not like you can be like oh look my arm because i just can't see no like it's your arm 
And so being able to kind of develop that relationship and, and really honor that rather than just be like free for all really mm-hmm. helps. And it's, it's one of those things where it'll only take you to where you are ready. And a lot of times when we do things in a way that is group, mm-hmm. it's our subconscious being like, or our patterning being like, I don't feel safe doing this. So I'm just gonna, if I go with a herd, I'll be safe. And that's evolutionary biology. Yeah. And it's a distrust almost of like what the process could bring or the change that is coming or like of your subconscious even. Right. Right. And it's, it's a way, it's a tricky way. Like the brain is beautiful, but it's so intelligent. And so you will trick yourself in ways you don't even know, not because you're trying to harm yourself, but again, because it's under the impression that it's protecting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's under the impression that feeling this emotion equals death. And so it's going to do everything that it can. And like it knows it evolved with you. So it knows how you have evolved in thinking. And so it will cater to your evolved thinking, right? Rather than what you were perceiving at seven. But the emotion is there. So one-on-one. 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 Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have so much little, I'm going to do like faster stuff. Okay. Okay. Um, and also you do human design, but I, that's what we're going to yes, bring you yes. on. That's gonna okay, be perfect. so good. <laughs> um, have you ever had someone that you were working with someone that went against you or was just like, I think this is BS. Totally. I mean, there's a lot of people. Yes and no. So I'll say just curious initially there might be resistance there. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And of course. Um, but if they're really open to it. No yeah right because there's this you know like it's yeah. not something yes. that you can deny you can try yeah that that voice in your head being like yeah. what the fuck is the bullshit yes. here? Yeah, yeah yeah is you trying to disprove something that you know to be real mm-hmm. otherwise it wouldn't be you know what i mean like yeah. if i tell you the sky is purple you wouldn't be here like let me tell you why that's bullshit yeah just yeah exactly like, okay yeah right but when you know something to be true that's just like your brain trying to argue about something is just a clue to you telling you like oh my brain believes in this Mm-hmm. and like there's a part of me that is trying mm-hmm. to fight it but like it's real or else mm-hmm. it wouldn't have the need mm-hmm. to fight it um so there's a lot of people who will have kind of an initial resistance because yeah. they a lot of the time it, it comes up in two ways one they've been like i've tried everything and nothing's worked yes and so there's almost like a, a degree of identifying with being a lost cause right mm-hmm. and it's like it's not because you're you want to be that but it's just like it this is all i've known yeah and so that being challenged to your system it's like whoa time out what a what like yeah this, this could change a lot you know and it's overwhelming but because your brain kind of like helps you protect yourself in ways that you think you're protecting yourself they'll be like oh no this doesn't work this is bullshit whatever and it's like okay everybody has their right mm-hmm. to to think to whatever and at the end of the day a huge thing about psyche and how i work personally it's it's empowerment and sovereignty above all. Like you are your own being and the respect and honor that I can offer to you is respecting your free will, your sovereignty and your empowerment. And if you feel like this is bullshit to you, I may know from A through Z how your brain is doing you in, but it's your call. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like end of the story. I'm not going to overstep that <clears throat> at all. Some people will do it. Like this is bullshit. Go away. Mm-hmm. See it unfold even more. And uh. they'll be like, Oh, this works. And maybe that's just the time that they need Yeah, for the, the rest of their system to be like, to get on board, to get on board. It's with scary like, to change. It's scary. It's, when you're yeah. Like... Well, that's a biological thing because whenever there's change, there's a possibility for risk, right? Whenever there's change, mm-hmm. your brain is yes. like, this is 50, 50 and 50, 50 is not good odds. Like you wouldn't go into surgery and they're like, it's 50, 50. And you're like, 
I guess I'm fucking chilling here. Like, you know, unless yeah. it's detrimental. And that's why change usually comes at, at a time of crisis because it's like, mm-hmm. it's no longer 50, yes. 50. It's what I'm experiencing now is putting me at more risk than that 50%. Like right now I'm at 70%, 50% risk is an improvement. I guess I'll go that way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so changes something that your body will always have a reaction to what reaction that is, is up to you, right? If you always assume that the worst might happen, you're always looking at changing, only seeing the 50% that could go bad. Like people don't fear the unknown. People fear what they project into the mm-hmm. unknown, right? Cause the unknown is the unknown. It's neutral. This is all unknown. We're always an unknown. Exactly. And then it's funny when we were trying to like control it's yeah. like, but we really are always, always. an unknown. Always. Yeah. And it's like, if it can be bad, why can't it just as easily? Which I love good? that seed that you planted in me. It's like, yeah. Well, what Cause I was like, well, everything could go wrong. Yeah. Which is a different mindset for yeah. me, but because of where I'm at, totally. it's like, what of all the things that could go right? And I'm like, oh. yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not even telling you like, oh, look at the right. I'm saying if we're playing 50, 50, give them both a fair yeah. shot. No. And that, yes like don't rig the game against yourself that makes no sense Mm -hmm. and so a lot of people will kind of go through and like like i tell you whether they believe in it or not the change is made like psyche works and there's research to prove that it's neuroimaging like it's all on the website there's like research papers and like case studies and all this stuff so it works so it's it's like someone saying i don't believe in gravity okay that's your prerogative doesn't mean yeah. that when you take a step, it's not going to influence or affect you. Yeah, it is. Whether you want to believe in it or not, that's on you. But it's there, right? It doesn't need for you to believe in it to exist. Same with the changes that happen. <clears throat> so a lot of people will see how it unfolds, and then finally come into a place of acceptance and being like, okay, well, if it does do this, and if it can change, then the things that I'm afraid of can also have an, a good side mm-hmm. that I can go into. And then they're more accepting of that and we'll come back and we'll come through. And sometimes people, again, everyone's journey is so sacred and individual. And like, sometimes they'll need a couple sessions and never again, sometimes they'll need, they'll want to do, you know, cause it's not it's that like, they need, let's, let's right. Keep going. They get excited. Like, okay, exactly. Well, I, I got this. Let me go. I mean, I'm kind of excited yeah. now. I'm starting to get yeah. excited with Exa- it. And it's, it is an excitement because it's, it's a tangible touching of your empowerment Mm. and that's something that like it's so easy for people and motivational speakers and like everyone that's like has a positive pure heart intention of like empowering others to be like empowerment like stand in your power like it's like cool yeah how yeah like it's so abstract (laughs) that sounds great yeah (laughs) it's like trying to describe to someone who's like like an alien comes down you try to describe what being in water feels like and then they're like hey what does that feel like and you're like wet and they're like what does wet feel like and you're like i don't know you'd have to do it yourself you know what yeah. i mean yeah and it, it is and i got that reference by the way from like one of my other favorite podcasters shout out to <laughs> i love them i'm sorry that's the research nerd in me being so like good. you have to reference you have to reference <laughs> like mla format credit everyone <laughs> okay that's the lover in yeah and it's also like whenever you were writing anything it's like referencing like the footnotes and stuff so like that part of my brain is real well and alive um and so it, it is it's almost impossible and it's something so many things in life have to be I would argue and make a bold claim that everything has to be experiential knowledge it all already is right yeah there's ways that you're introduced to specific experiences or concepts that like you can't 
really be introduced to them other than to be able to communicate them in a way, right? So like mm-hmm. stand in your power, fuck yes. But also how, right? Yeah. Like give me the way that I can do that rather than it just staying up here as like this really cool air quote that I use whenever I feel good. Because it's not about when you feel, when you feel good, hands off, you're off duty, baby. But it's when you're struggling. It's mm-hmm. when you're triggered. It's when you're having a panic attack. It's yeah. when you're in the depths of it. It's when yeah. you're in bed and you can't get up at 3 p.m. Yep. That's when you are meant to have these tools at your side to let you know, like, there's a reason, but also you can change it. Mm-hmm. There's a lesson, mm-hmm. but you can learn it. Yeah. And once you learn it, you get me? Like, you don't go back to second grade indefinitely. Like, yeah. you learn your lesson and you progress and you move forward. And, like, there are there's going to be more lessons. You'll go to third grade, fourth grade, fifth and onwards. All lessons are valuable. But it's like, once you have that second grade lesson, you know that you can handle third grade lessons. And once you have that, you know that you can handle fourth grade lessons. It's always going to be one degree up. Yeah. Like life is never going to be like, oh, you're a kindergartner, do differential calculus. Like you're going to be like, "Mm, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, it's just not, it's setting you up for failure. And like, that's not what life does because at the end of the day, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. And part of that human experience is being a biological organism whose first imperative is going to be survival and continuing forth. And it's like, if you could just trust those parts of yourself, like your mechanics, your design, your system, you'd know that like, this may be tough, but I can do it. This may be tough, but I can change my perception around it. Yeah. This may be tough, but I can learn this lesson and move on. Right. And it's this, we were talking about it, this infinite aspect of things that like, mm-hmm when we a lot of the time go into a stress reaction there's there's a really proactive part of the subconscious brain being present yeah and to the subconscious time doesn't exist it's all the present moment right and that's why something that happened to you when you were five is still affecting you now because it's still the present moment and when you that's active something that's bad like you have a panic attack you're like this is going to go on forever i'm never gonna there's no finiteness to it right and that that is what just can can kill you like it can drive you off the edge because there's no end to it right so when you're able to be like I, if i can get through these 20 seconds 20 seconds too much all right that's 10 seconds like if i can get through 10 seconds and you get through and this ties into the neurology of it all like you get through those 10 seconds there's a part in your brain that recognizes like victory and it's a small victory but it's a victory and it releases neurochemicals mm. and like endorphins that give you that mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. strength to do another 10 and to do another 10 and then the balance starts to tip over to the other side and you're like okay shit i just got through like a five minute panic attack and like i'm good and i'm being able to get through like maybe 15 seconds at a time maybe 20 and it's celebrate your small victories like celebrate your small victories because life is a continuously evolving process you're never going to be like i won peak of the mountain you're just not because then you'd be dead right yeah and like that's the one thing that we don't want to be so the peak of the mountain, we can make that these small victories. Every small victory can be like, oh, <laughs> and let me tell you, like, it's you'll true. feel different yeah. and you'll be able to appreciate yourself and appreciate your strength for getting through 10 seconds. And that takes strength. Like when you're in a bad moment, that takes all the strength you may have, I know exactly. but you do yeah. it and you do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. And not only are you helping yourself get through a biological reaction, but you're also helping your brain understand, like, I'm valuable. Like, I fought for myself for these 10 seconds, and I'm worth it. So maybe I'm worth being fought for for 12 seconds, and maybe 15, and so forth and so on. So it's like you're yeah. touching on all of the things. Yeah. All of the things, like, the biology, the neurology, the emotional, the spiritual, the psychic, like, all of it. All of it. You're touching on all of it just by being able to, like, 
understand yourself and know how to work with yourself. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Oh my. <clears throat> I know. <laughs> I know it's a magic that I have to just make time to solve. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> My mic is a uh, really a lot of fun when it moves around. Um, I'm gonna ask you, yep. like literally rapid fire. I'll, rapid I'll try fire. To keep it rapid fire. I know. I know. <laughs> if I didn't have to go somewhere right yeah, now, oh my god. <laughs> um. What lights you up? Life. Um, that can be it. Knowledge and sharing it. Empowerment lights me up. What's your uh, What's your jam song? Ooh. Okay, this this is funny. I just found this recently. Uh, one that kind of always brings me back is a song called Valentina. That I literally I was having like one of my days, you know, like because I still have crises. I'm a human, <laughs> and I was like really like having this moment of like. I want a tangible thing. Like I was, you know, doing my self-love and trying to like really get into that. Cause sometimes you just fall out of it. Like things happen and yeah. you're human and you're like, you know, like I just want to be a puddle right now. And it's you true. want to be hugged and, and be loved. And I really just called out to like my higher self. And I was like, listen, I really need a hug right now. <laughs> like help me out. And I just put on my, my music because music and water are real big influences in my life and just shuffle played and the second song that came up was valentina and i was like what and it was this so me. Like, <laughs> and magical and it was like all the elements that i feel that make me feel like me mm -hmm. like the whole being not just the human and not just the spirit and not just all but like the integrated aspect of like my beingness so lightly just touch on that song so valentina by i think You'll have to send me that. Yeah, I, I will. I will. And yeah. And then you can share it with everyone because it's, it's, it's just a jam to get into. And then, I but I'm like, going to, if that really lights you up, because when I do uh, my soul cleanse, which oh, I'm going to do on you, yeah. I like to add in like some sort of song. That really awesome. Yeah, yeah. 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 I love that one. Yeah. Mm. Um, oh, man. <laughs> I hate I that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, where, where can we find you? Okay, so you can find me. I'm working on um, my webpage. I'm kind of rebranding the whole situation. So website, socials, all of that is still pending, but I can be reached through email at info at veritasinternational.net or valentina at veritasinternational.net. Um, and then stay posted and I'll let you know whenever my website and all my socials yeah, are up um so that you can share that but you can email me i i will email back i will you know and and we can send something up or whenever you want to have me back on i'm here oh yeah we're gonna and yes yeah i yeah. feel like you're gonna be probably on a few yeah. times awesome yes. i'm always taking new clients so whoever wants to come and yeah i would definitely i would recommend that, you yeah that that's self-experience because that's what i can talk about this all day long but until but, yeah. every person has that like coming to the ocean moment right like i can bring bring water and like by the time that i get back i'm like look at these droplets <laughs> right like i you can't but anyone who wants to come and jump in is more than welcome to and yeah and and, and human design will be the oh yeah human design Next. that's the whole thing because that's that's fundamental principles of your system that's that's kind of the one of the biggest ways that i have been able to find how to understand my system not just neurologically but energetically so good yeah, so good. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give you a, a thing to write down. Perfect. I want you to 
write down an intention. Ooh. And we're going to actually fold this in half. Okay. So you're going to write down an intention on something that you want to release. Okay. For yourself. Um, maybe what the world needs as well. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to have you write down something that you want to burn. Okay. So release and burn. Mm -hmm. So release is like release something bad. Cause like, are we doing a double burn then? Or like release into the world. Release whatever. What oh, comes okay. up for you. Okay. Cause we're all unique, right? That's right. <laughs> so <laughs> join you I need to play music. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what my intention is. Okay. I'm still writing, though, so I don't want to, like, interrupt. You're good. I'm going to master multitasker. <laughs> I, I, get, I get that. <laughs> my intention is to keep showing up even when I'm scared. Perfect. Oh, I thought that. Hmm, no. <laughs> okay. I'm real ambitious. <laughs> I went in. <laughs> Good. My intention is to release magic, knowledge, empowerment, purpose, and true value to the world and loving truth. Mm. Mm. And I would like to burn, um, I guess for myself, because I think yeah. anything that I do for me obviously reflects out, is distortions, blindness, and mistruths. Because for me, I feel like it's all it's all energy, it's all life, it's all good, and it's the blind spots, I think, they, they trip us up and don't let us see the things the way that they are. Ooh, they do. So that's that's what I'm I'm ready to let go of. That's yeah, great. Yeah. Um, I my my what I'm burning is I'm gonna stop um, not listening to my truth. Good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I always try to like not listen, and I'm like, you know. Yeah, you do. You know. You really do. You always know. The knowledge and the wisdom is always within you. That's right. Yeah. Trust your soul wisdom is the water that Dylan is drinking today. <laughs> That's her medicine. And it should be all of us too. Okay. So just um thank you. Thank you. This was so fun. <laughs> I will do this as many times as you'd like. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. I would love to like, and then even for you to come back on and share a conversation. So I just want to share Oh yeah. all of your gifts out there and um, just yeah. thank you for everything. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this platform. Thank you for allowing me to be part of, of this and to expose me to your soul divers and- <sighs> 
to have me on soul fund and just to open up your space for me to be able to speak my truth and to Gosh. hold that space for me. So thank you. You speak medicine. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> you do. You really do speak medicine. And I can't wait to take you through your soul cleanse yeah. experience. So then we can talk about like how yes. that is for you. So exciting. <laughs> so exciting. So, awesome. Um, any last words that you would like to just say to anyone mm. currently? If not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love everything. And be brave enough to know your truth. Yeah. That I don't I don't I'm actually I'm not gonna yeah. even add in anything. That's that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And know that you're brave enough because you already know your truth. Mm. So good. So good. Thank you so much. Yeah. And Thank that's you. credit to love. many people. Um I stand on oh, yeah. Here we the go. shoulders of giants. So, oh, oh. Hmm. respected them all. It's good, man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I also want to mention that I have a few spots open right now. So if you feel that you feel called to. If you feel called to come on to a soul diving, soul cleanse journey, if you feel like you're at a point in your life where you're you're ready to let go, you're tired of being stuck, you're ready for more within yourself, you're ready to step into your worth, you're ready to come into all of this and more within yourself, reach out, reach out, and let's set up a soul consultation and see if we are the right match for each other. This is a relationship. We're about to go into a journey together. See if this is an aligned for you. I'm going to tell you right now that this is not an easy journey. This is not an easy journey. It's you really coming home into yourself. This is such transformative work, but you're coming home into a home that you've always wanted within yourself. And you're like, I don't even know what that looks like. Let's build it. It's you coming home to you. So if you feel called to and you're feeling called to do some soul diving work, reach out. Reach out and let's let's dive into you. And this is a custom journey. We are not the same humans here. All of us are different, complicated, complex. We all have different stories. But this is tailored to you. We tap into you and your journey. And how that works is through movement, through breath work through Reiki, through journaling, through so many different modalities to know that you are going to really dive into everything that you are and more. And the only way that that happens is if you allow yourself to really let go and be in that vulnerable state to go within yourself and look and see and to honor all of the waves that come through it. This work is so transformative. It is unbelievably magical, it is raw, it is vulnerable, it is everything. But the only way that it happens is when you come into it for you. I can't convince you to go there. So if you feel called to do this and you're ready to do this for you, please reach out. I only have a few spots open right now, but if this feels like it's reaching out to you, you're feeling like you're really ready to go into a transformative journey, let's talk. Soul Divers, always remember to keep choosing you. 
to keep choosing you, to never turn your back on you, to know that you are absolutely incredible and you are amazing. You are amazing. You are love, you are light, you are everything that you can imagine. You are your own superpower. And for you to come into you is the biggest gift that you can do for yourselves and for the world that we're in. The more that we come into ourselves and be who we are truly to the core, we get to remind others that they can do the same while we get to be with ourselves. So much love, and I can't wait to hear from you.